I entitled my lesson tonight, What the Hand Findeth to Do. Uh, Ecclesiastes 9.10, as we just read, it says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. And obviously that has implications in our lives, that we should have jobs to take care of our families and those in need. But we're going to look at it more from the spiritual sense that a lot of people leave off. Uh, throughout the entirety of the book of Ecclesiastes, we read of many things sought out by Solomon. And we'll start from the, kind of the beginning of the book and look at some of the material presented, how it was applicable then and now. And we'll also look at some of those in the New Testament that could have gained knowledge from that. And even us today from the inspired words of Solomon. In chapter 1, verse 3, it says, What profit hath a man of all his labor which he taketh under the sun? And often today, and even the lesson that Randy's doing in McMinnville, it's, it's all about science and, and the Bible and how it all relates and the differences. And there's a lot of people today what wonder what the purpose of man is and the origin of the earth and the inhabitants of it. And what's our purpose for living here? And then in verse 4, one generation passeth away, another one cometh, but the earth abideth forever. And then, you know, that's obvious for us. Now genealogy is a big thing for a lot of people. We can see people that came before us. There's genealogy in the Bible. Uh, we can even see since the advent of the camera, you know, 100 years ago or so, we can see what our relatives looked like. Since the creation and Adam and Eve being placed in the garden, uh, people being born a few years, they were born, they lived a few years, and then they died. Verse 5, the sun ariseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteth to its place where it arose. So each day we wake up and are blessed that we're blessed with another day here on this earth. But that's not always going to be the case. Second Peter 3.10 we read, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth and also the works that are therein shall be burned up. So the earth will not be around forever. Verse 10, there is anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It hath already been of old time, which was before us. And that's obviously when people think of that in the physical sense, there's things now that, have, that are new, readily new. Airplanes, phones, technology. It's been around a few decades, 100 years or so. And this, this verse isn't talking about those things. That verse is talking about our actions in relation to our character as human beings. And, and oftentimes our, our relationship or lack thereof with the Creator. Uh, our doing what pleasing, pleases God is often mocked today, as it has been since the beginning of time. So there's no actual new sin, no things that people do today that they weren't doing then. Uh, in chapter 1, we read a lot of things that are very much as we experience today. It is very much as life has been experienced by humans since creation. And we can of, of, often see that many of the things we do is just done in vain. In chapter 2, verse 3, I sought in my heart to give myself into wine, yet acquainting my, my heart with wisdom and lay hold on folly till I might see what was good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. In verse 4, I made me great works, I built me houses, I planted my vineyards. And then skip down to verse 8, I gathered me also silver and gold, 
and the peculiar treasures of kings and of the provinces. Verse 9, I was, So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. In verse 10, And whatsoever my heart desired, I kept not from them. Verse 11, Then I looked. And later in the verse it says, All was vanity and vexation of the spirit. So here we had a man that had literally everything his heart desired. But he knew that there was more to life than the physical possessions. And then in Galatians 5, transfer to the New Testament, in Galatians 5, 6, 16 through 21, there's the there's the, lit, the sins of the flesh are listed, works of the flesh. Uh, and all this, you know, it's a pretty exhaustive list. And generally speaking, they all kind of dovetail off of each other. And then uh, verse 17, it says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other. So you cannot do the things that you would. So there are limits that we can do or we should do. We should stay within. Uh, verse 21, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, they that which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So there is definitely things that we should limit ourselves to as doing on earth. And all those verses just highlighted, those sounds pretty much like people today, pretty much since the beginning of time. That show, you know, attempt to find pleasures or show people how great they are. Having their, whatever their heart desires and constantly trying to acquire more. And after all that's been done, they live a few years, then they pass on. Their possessions remain here and they know nothing of them. And probably the, one of the well-known accounts of that in Luke 16 about the rich man and Lazarus. And verse 19, it says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. Then you know, contrast that in verse 20 with Lazarus, and he was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores. So you had the two polar opposites. One had everything, one had nothing. And then they both died. And they said... Verse 26, and beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. So once we die, it's all over with. There's no going back, no changing anything. It's what's done is done. And, you know, later he, he, he wanted somebody to go, but it's, and he said, in verse 31, and he said to him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will be these they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. He was The rich man was solely focused on possessions here on earth and the things here and now and not the things in the hereafter. And in chapter 3, we're kind of getting closer to the idea that I've got behind the lesson. Uh, we learn that there is a time for everything and that we should be very selective of the things we give our short time on earth to. We are surely going to die and all of our pursuits can be done in vain if we're not very careful. In verse 2 of that chapter says, A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to the dust again. And in Hebrews 9.27 we read a very something very similar. It says, As it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. So it's been 
become very abundantly clear that there will be an end to us individually on our walks on earth unless you know the second coming of Christ happens in times no more between chapters 3 and 7 one can read more on the the vain pursuits of mankind on earth so I've kind of tried to set it up as a backdrop to highlight some of those verses of the doings of many people and how those pursuits are for our desires and done without consideration for God's wishes for us here on earth. How we conduct ourselves in relation to God's will for us. So we'll skip forward to chapter 12. And uh, we read in verse 1, it says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Verse 3 talks about it's a normal course of time for most people. They get old, you know, teeth start falling out, got trouble eating. Verse 4, hearing issues become a problem for a lot of people. Verse 5, mobility has gone, natural desire fades. Verse 6, hair changes color, begins to fall out, balding people oftentimes. Verse 7, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return to God who gave it. Verse 11, the words of the wise are as goads. And as Brother Randy talked about what goads were one time, we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute, but they're, they're an instrument to prod people to move, to urge, to correct one's path, like they would use in cattle, or in that time in the biblical reference it was oxen. Uh, to get them to do your bidding. Verse 13, it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For every work, for, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. When one opens the Holy Scriptures and starts reading and studying the word, words of God beginning in Genesis through Revelations you'll pretty much find about three types of people uh, those that don't follow the will of God those that do follow the will of God and those that start following the will of God and then depart from it so we'll start with those that don't follow the will of God in Genesis 3 the most obvious example was Adam and Eve eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in, of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know in that day when ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband, and he did all, and he did eat. So there we have the original people that broke. That's where sin came into the world, the, the breaking of God's commandment. Chapter 4. We've got Cain and Abel. And in the process of time it came to pass, Cain brought fruit of the ground and offered unto the Lord. And Abel also brought the firstlings of his flock. Then we skip down 
to verse 6, and it says, The Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? And verse 7 and 8, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest well not, sin lieth at the, at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain walked, talked with, his, with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against his brother and slew him. First recorded murder in, in human history. Then we got a few that follow the will of God. In Genesis 6, we read of Noah. And it was said of Noah, but got, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In Genesis 39, we can read of one Joseph fleeing from Potiphar's wife. In verse 2 of that chapter, it says, And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. In Genesis 5:24, we read of Enoch. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. He's also mentioned again in Hebrews 11, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was... <clears throat> Excuse me. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And also in Hebrews 5, 8 and 10, we have Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went. And in verses 13 and 16 of that chapter, we read some wonderful words that anyone that tries to follow the will of God would desire to have to be uttered about them. And it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but have seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. In verse 16, but now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Now we'll look at a few of people that have started following the will of God and have since ceased to do so. In Second uh, Peter 2, 2, beginning at verse 20, and we'll finish out the chapter, it says, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. And in Second Timothy 4.10 we read of Demas. It says, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. John 18, 22, And Judas, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas again in Matthew 27, verse 5, And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed, and went and hanged himself. He betrayed the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. Everyone should always be considering what their hands are doing. Are they partaking in godly, righteous things, or are they partaking in the ways of the devil? Would the Lord place us with those mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 that is often referred to as the honor roll of faith? Or would we be placed with those in Matthew, 27, Matthew 7, verse 23? And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, that ye that work iniquity. And those are often spoke to so-called religious people but you could also parallel that with Matthew 10, 33, 
but whoever but whosoever shall deny me before men I will also deny before my father which is in heaven so ultimately the the place that they're the place they're going is going to be the same so tonight if there's anyone that would need to study more about the gospel or would like to know more about it you know there's plenty of people here that are available there's somebody off ask, ask how to become a Christian in Romans 10 17 you hear the word Mark 16 15 believe Luke 13 3 repent of your past sins Romans 10 9 confess Acts 2 38 be baptized Revelations 2 10 remain faithful then there might be some that have named the name of Christ and found themselves in the need of prayers on behalf of things they've found amiss in their life. John 1 9, 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. 2 Corinthians 6 2. At the very end of the verse, it says, Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. There's anyone here that might have some need they need answered in their life to get their hands to finding the things they need to do in relationship to God. Come now as we stand and sing.